Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Wednesday, July 28th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, absolutely the best at what he does. Give him a call. Make an appointment today. 317-849-2933 is the number. Punch subscribe. Hit like. Ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. Colts camp. Day one. In the rearview mirror, what did we see? Marlon Mack looked like Marlon Mack. And that's a really good thing not quite a year after tearing his Achilles tendon and having it surgically repaired. A lot of rehab has put him right back on track to look very, very explosive in his cuts, which he did today. Michael Strawn, the wide receiver. Every single camp, we look at a wide receiver. Tall, rangy, athletic, good hands, good speed. And we fail to recognize why this wide receiver was passed over by all 32 NFL teams in the first, second, and third round. You get these late-round guys, and you fall in love with them, as I did with Michael Strawn today. At some point, I'm going to be right about one of these guys. I was wrong about Deion Kane. I hope that I'm right about Michael Strawn because he looks really good. Quiddy Pay, high motor, right? Carson Wentz, not too precise, as you would expect, day one of camp. Jacob Eason, same thing, not too precise. Anyway, looked good, looked okay. Actually, I got to tell you, In two weeks, they're going to look a hell of a lot better. And all of a sudden, we're going to see the team that a lot of people project to win 10, 11, or 12 games. I think they're capable of that. They did not look like it today, but that's okay. It's day one of camp. That's the way things go in camp. Uh, Carson Wentz spoke to the media today. Braden Smith spoke to the media. Uh, Quiddy Pay spoke to the media. Braden Smith spoke to the media because he just signed a big, fat extension. Four years, $18 million dollars. We'll talk about that in a little bit. One of the ripple effects from that extension, which might not be too good for the Colts roster. But first, here's Carson Wentz, the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, talking about day one of camp, COVID, and the vaccine, and how at home he feels right here in Indiana. There's going to be mistakes out here, especially our first day. There's going to be some good, some bad, some ugly. 
um, but we'll just get back in and, and learn from it. So, um, wasn't perfect today, never will be, but uh, a lot of good stuff out there. I mean, the, the COVID situation is real, and you, you mentioned it. Um, decision as far as vaccines is everybody's personal decision, you know, and I, I like around here we respect and, and respect everybody's decision one way or the other, and, and we're going to rally together and follow the protocols and do everything we can um, to do nothing to derail this season. You know, we got a lot to, to play for, a lot at stake, um, and a lot of guys are excited for it, so we're not going to let that be a distraction. We're going to focus in on what we can control um, and just you know, come in every day ready to work. Everybody's in this together um, one way or the other. And uh, we all got to do our part to keep everyone safe. Are you sharing with our youth vaccinated? That's a personal decision. You know, you got farmland all around you. Uh, my my type of place, you know. So it was it was a lot of fun out there today. Um, like I said early on, I just had to tone it down a little bit. I was, I was a little little amped up. Yeah. Uh, a lot of talent and a lot of versatility. Um, that's that's what I've seen. A lot of explosiveness from receivers, running backs, tight ends. Um, great dudes um, that really understand football and I think that allows us to to be able to do something special because you know talent takes you so far but understanding the game and you know the ins and outs of, of plays and you know being on time and where you're supposed to be understanding zone coverages all that stuff uh, a lot of smart football players uh, out here. Um, and coming in here I could feel it in the spring right after the trade just the culture was different um, so, I mean a it's a family uh, it truly feels like a family and football you know it's always talked about in a in a locker room. All that's always talked about. It's a family. It's a family. But something feels different here, um, and even in the community, even with you guys, and uh, it just feels like a big family with everyone supporting and encouraging each other. Uh, but the expectations are there, and then having uh, Mr. Ursay talk to us got me kind of fired up uh, last night. And, uh, he still's got a lot of passion, a lot of energy, um, and I think he got a lot of guys excited. All right, that's Carson Wentz, and I got to tell you, I'd like to give him a pass for saying it's a personal decision as far as whether he was vaccinated or not. But this is the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. This is a guy being paid to be the face of the franchise, the guy around whom all else swirls. It would be nice to hear his opinion on the vaccine and whether he got it or not. And, and stand by that decision and fortify that decision in our minds with the facts that led to you making that decision. I think that we would gain from that. Whether he got vaccinated or he didn't, he was wearing the mask, so you assume that he chose not to be vaccinated. All right, fair enough. People have that choice. I'd like to know why he has chosen that. I remember a few years ago with Malik Hooker, the safety was a 15th overall pick, the first guy that Chris Ballard selected. And, and this was during that time of Colin Kaepernick and people taking a knee to bring awareness right, to uh, Black Lives Matter and, and that, uh, the racial inequities that kind of are, uh, continue to paralyze our society in some ways. At any rate, after the game, I came up to uh, uh, Malik Hooker and I said, why did you take a knee? And he said, uh, I'd rather not share that. Well, then why do you take a knee, right? If not to bring awareness and share your feelings and try to compel others to understand what your feelings are, why would you take a knee with this? All right, Carson, you're a guy who has chosen one way or another to vaccinate or not. I'd like to know which it is, and I'd like to know why, because I think that Carson Wentz is a smart guy, and I would like to hear his perspective on vaccines. And as the leader of this organization and as the leader of this roster, I think it would be great to hear what those opinions are 
whatever they are. But we didn't hear it today. To me, is that leadership? That's up to everybody to decide, and, and specifically the people who wind up being kept on the 53-man roster for the Indianapolis Colts. I thought it was lacking in leadership. I got to tell you the truth. All right, Braden Smith spoke to the media. Four years, $72 million. Here's what he had to say about his extension. I mean, it's just kind of a little bit of relief, you know, kind of having a little bit of uh, knowing where you're going to be at the next couple of years. I mean, I love this organization. Thank uh, Mr. Ursay, Chris Ballard for believing in me. I feel like Indianapolis is my home, and uh, they paid me, so, you know, I want to pay them back. I want to play my best football, help them win as many games as we can, and just keep giving back. All right, the extension. Is it a good deal? You know what? He's one of the best right tackles in football. Drafted as a right guard, became a right tackle in camp and in early in the season, his rookie year, and now he's being paid like one of the league's best right tackles. $18 million each, and, and you can do all kinds of things with signing bonuses and whatnot to make sure that that money, in a cap-related sense, is aligned properly to make sure that you can continue to bring in free agents and do things with the cap that allow you to expand the talent level on your roster, all right? So $42 million guaranteed of this money, but if you just take it, four years, $72 million, $18 million a year, and you add that to the $14.5 million that Ryan Kelly costs as a center and the probably $20 million that Quentin Nelson is going to cost as the best left guard in the game. And then you look at Eric Fisher, and if Eric Fisher comes back at a high level, he's going to be paid eight figures a year to be the left tackle. Then you've got Mark Lewinsky, who's making about $7.5 million, and all of a sudden, you got about 75 to $80 million locked up in your offensive line, and that next year is going to be between 35 and 40% of your salary cap number. You add Carson Wentz to that, who's making $24, $25 million, and all of a sudden, you're more than halfway home in the money you have to spend on your entire roster, and you have not paid anybody on the defense a dime. And... You owe DeForest Buckner, speaking of the defense, $20 million the following year. That doesn't leave you a lot of room to miss in the draft. If the Colts are going to win a Super Bowl with this iteration in the front office head coach, the roster, they cannot afford to miss in the draft if they are going to pay their offensive line $75 to $80 million a year to protect a $25 million quarterback. These, that is a harrowing decision for this front office. The good part is, is if everybody stays healthy, they're not going to have to use a a first, second, or third round draft pick on an offensive lineman or a quarterback for the foreseeable future. And all you're going to do with the draft is fortify that defense, which the Colts did this past year in drafting Pay and Dio Odangbo. So I guess that's the good news for the Indianapolis Colts. Again, they didn't look sharp. They didn't look terribly good. But that's the first day of camp, and that's the way things go. Never, never overreact to the first day of camp ever, ever, ever. The NBA draft coming up tomorrow night, and it's going to be fascinating. There And there are rumors swirling around the Indiana Pacers. One of them had Kyle Kuzma and the 22nd overall pick coming from the Lakers in exchange for the Pacers' number 13. Look, here are two things. Alarms going off in my head. Can you hear them? I can hear them. 
if the Lakers thought that Kyle Kuzma could play, would they give him up in order to get the 13th overall pick? No, they would not. Why, why would you trade a guy that you value or whose future you're invested in to a team to move up nine spots in the draft? You would not. I never make this trade. I would never make this trade. Not in a million years would I make this trade. Kyle Kuzma can stay with the Lakers or go somewhere else. Cannot come to the Pacers. And they say that uh, the Pacers turned the deal down. And you know what? Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Maybe it's an agent trying to earn his keep. Uh, I don't know. But if the Pacers turned it down, good for Kevin Pritchard for turning it down. Absolutely the wrong deal to make for this team. I get that with the 13th overall pick, it's unlikely that you're going to draft somebody who's going to crack the starting lineup, given that everybody in the starting lineup right now returns, right? Turner, Sabonis, Warren, uh, you've got uh, Brogdon, right? You, you've got Karis LeVert coming back to this starting lineup. So are you going to draft at 13 a guy who's going to displace any of those guys? Maybe he's going to put some pressure on them, but not likely to crack the starting lineup. Could Kyle Kuzma? No, Kyle Kuzma is not going to be a starter for the Indiana Pacers, given their starting lineup. It's not possible. What could happen, T.J. Warren cannot heal from his myriad of injuries, and all of a sudden you need Kyle Kuzma at the three. Don't do it. Take the 13th. You're not going to win an NBA title because Kyle Kuzma is on your team, but you could get a guy at 13. If the 13th overall pick, if you look at like Zach Levine, and, uh, you know, you, Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell as 13s who have done really, really good work for their franchise, you can look at the 13th overall pick and say, we can get a guy whose who's high lottery value with a low lottery pick and really kind of set this franchise in, on an arc towards success. You can do that with the 13th overall pick. You cannot do that with Kyle Kuzma. And you can't do it with the 22nd overall pick. So don't deny yourself an opportunity to really make a difference with the roster with that 13th pick. If you're going to do anything, fall in love with somebody at a higher level and trade up. Don't trade back. The difference between 13 and 22 is substantial. Not just in this draft, but in any draft. Don't make a trade like that with anybody. 20s, dealing in or out of the 20s, go ahead but not in the lottery. You don't do that for a guy like Kyle Kuzma, who was a second-round draft pick of the Brooklyn Nets. All right? Went to the Lakers. Now the Lakers are like, ah, we've had enough of the guy. And so you're going to deal the 13 to go get that and 22 and, and draft another guy like Aaron Holiday? That makes no sense whatsoever. Do not do it. If you're not going to trade up, hold on to 13. Do not trade back. Under any circumstance, do not trade back in this draft. All right? So if they do trade back and it all goes kablooey, I'm on the record prior to this saying, do not trade back. Now, if they misuse the 13th overall pick, I cannot be held accountable for that. Which means I'm in a much more comfortable position than Kevin Pritchard is as the president of basketball ops for the Indiana Pacers. We're going to see you tomorrow night, baby. The NBA draft, I can't wait. It's all kinds of fun. The day's going to be fun. News is going to be popping. We're going to hear about trades. There are going to be woge bombs all over the place. I cannot wait. 
We'll talk about it tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent, bright and early. And then we're back out to Colts camp. And then we got the NBA draft. My God, what a huge day. Stay tuned all day, every day. Live news, breaking news at once on the station where sports news always comes first right here at the Kent Sterling Channel.